0: What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the business breakthrough. In today's episode, I sit down with Mike and Sarah of Patriotic Painting. And wow, what a jam packed episode! I think there were multiple breakthroughs that happened in this. Great people, great mission. All the intangibles just needed a little change of perspective, a little different strategy. And, uh, you know, th- this is why I do this just because uh, I could just tell they were so invested in wanting to. Be better and keep the standard high. Um, Yeah, awesome business breakthrough. Try to listen to the whole thing twice. Catch some of these principles. I know a lot of us listen to these. We're living the life of the person that is bold enough to come on here. And, uh, you know, this is a collective thing. You know, we're all learning. We're all growing, including myself. When I give advice, it holds me accountable because I can't give advice that I wouldn't take myself. So, yeah. Yeah of your destiny, your freedom, your time and that's what contractor secrets is about. It's about taking back our time, building a business with systems, standards, values, procedures, putting yourself in the driver's seat and that's what it's about. So I'm excited. I'm happy to have you here. Let's dive into the Contractor Secrets podcast. What's going on everyone? Welcome to the Business Breakthrough. I'm here with Mike Leg and Sarah Harold joining us from Patriotic Painting. Where are you guys out of? What state?
1: Kansas,
0: Kansas. All right, so uh, let's get started. What brings you today? What's uh, what's an area of your business that you're looking to get some insight on? Maybe uh, change your direction. Uh, you know, tell us, tell us what business looks like right now.
1: Uh, business is actually looking really good. When we first started about a year and a half ago, um, a couple uh, almost laid off aircraft workers here in the Wichita area. Wow. Um, and uh, we both have painting experience. She actually has a degree in aircraft painting. Um oh, nice. so we put uh, our money together and rolled the dice and uh it's taken off really well. It's really just going to be me and her and my son trying to just paint two houses a month and then we just got really popular <laughs> really fast. Why?
0: Probably cuz you showed up and you did what you said you were going to do and you're like, "Well, this is like taking candy from a baby if this is all we got to do, right?" <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. You know, with us both being in the military or in aircraft and me being in the military, we really take pride in what we're doing because we that wow factor you want with people. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your support. I appreciate it. Uh, Our our main issue right now is kind of uh, employees. Uh, We uh, we're not. So I I still had to stay in aircraft. Um, Another job opened up that was really financially smart and benefit so i stayed in aircraft and she pretty much runs the crew during the day i love it found some material back and forth writing bids handing a lot yeah. of the uh, office yeah. work so we've hired a foreman and uh we've hired workers um it's just uh you know we really try to take care of them and hope for the same in return so you need to be in two places at once right correct
0: yeah it's always tricky right but you know, we look at uh, you know, in, in the way the military is, it's 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 you know, that's the best example of chain of command that you'll ever find, right? I mean, it's just creating that structure in a small business is no different. It's just a matter of actually creating it, implementing it, enforcing it, right? <laughs> that's, that's it. I mean, but the thing is, is that if you don't have consistency in the that system of creating it, you know, implementing it, enforcing it, you just get you know a little discouraged about is is there employees out there are there good people out there that are going to represent us the way we want to you know want to be represented is that the challenge you're running into have you had some hires that didn't work out or like what's this what's the story been with hiring
1: um it's been hit and miss um we've had uh have some good people. Um, one wanted to go off on their own and start their right. own thing, and and I always encourage um, them to go do that. I have no problem. I'll support them and maybe be a mentor. Um, we've had a, a a couple guys change direction, go go there, go uh, with another company, and then we've had to get rid of a lot of them um, due to uh, our expectations of uh, what we you know what we're looking for for the future of our business.
0: Gotcha. What's your ideal candidate right now? I mean, tell me about what that looks like. First, tell me how many people work for the company. Um, and and Sarah, um, you might have to unmute here. What is what is your day to day look like in terms of production? Are you just kind of like overseeing or what does that look like for you?
2: Yeah, I make sure they have all the materials they need. So I, I run and get anything they're they're needing. Um, we have I th- I think we have about six workers right now. Um, so I, I know one of them's part-time. The rest are uh, full-time. If we can get them to work, even 40 hours a week.
0: Get them or provide them? Like, is it a struggle we, to get them to work? Yes,
2: it's a struggle to get them to work. We, and we these have are,
0: the work. Are these W-2 employees?
2: Um
0: or are these independent contractors? What is like, what is the classification here? What do like, do they work for patriotic painting or are they their own?
1: A couple of them are um, W2 employees. Um, and a couple of them right now are cash um, employees. Okay. Why they're on a probation period, because it just seems to be so messy with the turnover rate of getting them into the payroll system and, Um, all all the onboard welcoming paperwork and then they quit on us or we get rid of them um, within two weeks. We usually have a two week trial period. Um, We've been thinking about bumping that up uh, more or extending it out more. Um, And then we always offer a dollar raise at the end of uh, a successful probation period. Okay. So, So,
0: So you're, you're, you're kind of like on, on both sides of the fence, a couple, couple points of, of suggestion a little bit of concern first thing is at the end of the day there's no like we got to get rid of the cash thing just even if you think that they're not going to pan out if you think if that's a worry of yours you found the wrong person you didn't you didn't you know what i'm saying like think about it like this you hold yourself to a high standard you work a very great job and i'm sure if you applied at that job with your high standard and they said hey listen uh, we're just going to pay you cash for these two weeks because we're not quite sure if you're going to pan out. That would that would actually kill your momentum. You would not be as motivated uh, in that area. I'm just talking about leadership and motivation at this point. It doesn't matter about obviously it is a little extra work to get that paperwork set up, but guess what? We need to go into every relationship as if it's going to be a successful one. It wouldn't. It'd be the same in a personal relationship. You know what I'm saying? So from a yeah, from an employee's so. perspective, like if you take pride in that standard, which I love. In any case, I love it. Then everything that is in your business has to match or exceed that standard from every level, from how you guys communicate. And the fact, Sarah, and just pointing things out because I want you guys to be sex- successful. It's not, I think we have six employees. You should know, hey, we have six employees, you know, because these people are individuals that work for your company. This is important to you because your job and the way you free yourself in this arena is by working for your employees, not your customers. Because if you spend more of your time focusing on your customers, then, you know, it's it's a lot harder to focus on customers than it is employees because the employees can take care of a lot of customers. You can only take care of a select few of customers, which, you know, so I know you guys understand that dynamic, but guys, you're here to serve and that's how you're going to win the game is that everything you do from start to finish needs to be attractive to people that are like you, that hold your standard. That's who you want in your business, right?
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: So, so it, there, from here forward, we hit the reset button. You guys figured out that this works, and it's going to work. It's there. It, there's endless work here in, in the painting industry. It's the only industry that you can sell same or greater value on both the inside and outside of the house. Which means, just for an example, you can't put a floor outside on the driveway, but you can paint the outside and the inside, which doubles our market. Which is just a way for me to explain to you, dude. You're always going to have work. So it's a matter of getting the system to where you can. Uh you can fulfill the demand, right? So oh, it starts really. with our hiring. We need to hit the reset button. Okay. You guys figured out that it works. Okay. Everything that you've been doing up until this point, if you're getting to the point where it's like, I think we need to get rid of some people, you need to make the tough decisions if they're not a good fit, okay, for the survival of your business, specifically because you're not going to be present all day. You're working 40 hours a week at your other job. Yes. And you're texting on the side, hey, Sarah, how's everything going? I mean, is it like that? Yep, that's how it's going. So this needs to be a peace of mind thing. You are a silent investor at this point in time. Everything obviously is going to be ran through you as a business partner of the big decisions. But Sarah, this is more directed to you because look, you're the one who's going to be doing these interviews. You're the one who's going to be canvassing for these people. So how do we do this? Number one, we got to figure out what type of jobs that we're going to take because this matters. So let me ask you guys, What is your ideal job type? What jobs are you consistently doing the most? What are you getting the most phone calls for?
2: Um, Painting, anything drywall from repairing drywall. Okay, uh, stop, stop,
0: stop. So, and I'm not being rude. I just want to get the most out of our time. I apologize if you think I'm being rude. I'm not. I'm just need to get, I need to get it out. You guys do painting. Any drywall that comes up, you need to pass it on. Say, just need to get this fixed before we come out. Why? Because how hard is it to find a painter and then you expect to find a painter that also can do drywall. So now you're, you're making it even harder for yourself to find the right person who meets all this criteria. You want, a, you want a person with a high standard, with great character, that's also a great painter, and just so happens to be excellent at drywall. How, how are you going to do that on a consistent basis? So the thing is, we sometimes have a fear. Well, if we say no to drywall, maybe they're going to hire the other company that does both. Well, then they're not our customer because our customers in my business, they want a specialist. And I ensure that they understand, you know what, to be honest with you, we're not the type of company that just says yes to everything. We only take what we're great at and we're great at painting. I would prefer you find a drywall professional who's excellent at drywall. So you have an excellent drywall job and an excellent paint job, not an excellent paint job and an okay drywall job. Right? sense. you, you know what I'm saying? What does that do on, on your end? It, it alleviates some of the pressure of finding these individuals. Whatever you hand them to do is either going to stress them out or empower them, right? So if you look at what your daily responsibilities that you've been giving these workers is, if, 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 if and I didn't even let you go further because it sounded like you were going to add a bunch of other tasks to what you were going to say. Um and if that's what you're putting in front of your workers, they're either stressed out or they want more money because you're creating something that's making them think that they're not getting paid what they deserve to do these tasks. Am I, am I in alignment with some of that?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Okay. And you're, you're speaking from experience being an employee, Mike, of, hey, guess what? If your boss tells you to do something different every day, how long is it going to take you to get burnt out and stressed out regardless of how much you're getting paid?
1: I agree. But you it, might not have the me. option. Say
0: that. So go ahead, Mike.
1: I agree. It won't take long.
0: It won't take long. But you don't have the option to quit. Or maybe you do. Maybe the person you hire doesn't. Maybe they're not as skilled as you. You have a military background. Your resume is probably really professional. Guess what? The person that you guys hire may not have that same luxury, so they have to stay. But what do they say when they have to stay? Well, if I'm going to stay, I want more money. True. And then you guys start to get stressed out like, well, we can't pay you more money. Now you have a disgruntled employee because no one's pumping the brakes. No one's looking at the big picture. And where I go back to my old point is like we work for these employees. Let's think about how we can make their life easier, make their life better. Because what does that mean? Our customers are going to be happier. Sure. Right. Absolutely. You see what I'm saying? So it all comes down from the top. Okay. Okay. What what Sarah says yes to is what's going to the end game is what that employee is responsible for. And then obviously you guys are balancing the, the supply and the demand and there's some friction happening. So we can't talk hiring until we identify as a company. What are we going to specialize in? Which my opinion should be straight interior and exterior painting, nothing else say okay. no. Cause there's plenty of it. Absolutely. They're going to say, well, can you do, can you remove this wallpaper? no, ma'am, I think you should find a handyman to take care of that because we just specialize in painting and we don't want to cause a rift in our schedule. We just, you know, we're just so booked out with painting that it would it would, it would, would put a rift in our schedule to, to do wallpaper. But I know a great handyman that would love to take on this, you know, and eventually you're going to build that network of resources to where you can start helping them find the people to come in and be specialists for these things. So what do we run into? Wood repair. We run into wallpaper. We run into drywall repair. We run into texturing. We run into... Sometimes was that? Siding. Siding. Right. So Sarah, your job from here is to find these people that are good at this. So when it comes up, you just don't go, Oh, well, you got to figure it out. You might have to do that early on, but sooner be like, no, actually, we actually, we actually refer uh, a siding professional to come in to get it ready for when we come to paint.
1: Okay. You see? Yeah. Sounds good. Mike, are you following me on that? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that would definitely help out because then with, especially with the estimating uh, process, we're really good with estimating paint jobs. Uh, when they, when they start throwing a lot of mixture in it yep. with wallpaper, siding, that's when we really got to sit down and scratch our heads and bounce the uh, questions off other people just to yep. come up with a number. And, and we've kind of shot ourselves in foot a couple of times on, on these types of deals.
0: That's what, that's what it is. And and I use this analogy a lot. I don't know if you've ever listened to any of my podcast episodes. You might've heard this again. It's when you go to a restaurant, they give you a menu for a reason. It's not that the chef can't cook crab. Okay. It's like, I'm sure if somebody sat down and said, you know what, I like this restaurant, but I would love some crab right now. It's convenient for me to, to be served crab at this moment in time. Well, guess what? That menu protects the chef and the whole restaurant from going crazy because there's no crab. It hasn't been prepped. And that's not what they do there. They're a steakhouse. You know, so, so, you know, that that's the, that's the mentality just because it's a restaurant doesn't mean we can't have a menu in our painting business. Right. And that's what we offer. Hey, we only offer interior ceiling walls, trim doors, closets. That's it. Maybe cabinets if you want to get crazy. Okay. Exterior. We only offer siding, soffit, fascia, gutters, pool deck. Sometimes if things get crazy and it's already been painted, the driveway and the walkway with no warranty on it if it peels. Okay. That's it. But how do we ensure that we get those jobs? My next question to you is: what does your marketing look like? Are we spending any money on marketing or are we word of mouth?
1: Um, we've we've a lot of us been word of mouth um i we do spend some on google ads and facebook uh ads okay. um we have yard signs i all our workers have our shirts on love it uh, uh matter of fact uh probably about eight people from my job my my first job um has hired us to come out and do work as well Huge. so Huge. uh we, we don't have our trailer or our truck wrapped we have we have a our our logo sticker on there that's about three inches in diameter but uh, uh we've been really fortunate i mean in the last year and a half we've been back to back to back to back to back with work um which means probably a little low on our bids um but we're trying to figure all that out as well we kind of getting in reps below uh we just wanted to get a portfolio built um and now that we're so we're getting so popular and we do such a quality job and i stand behind that uh, we need to be charging a little more especially with yeah. all the material that's went up lately,
0: yeah, knowing your margins is important. Reason I mentioned marketing is because the the thing about it is where what your what the majority of your company right now, unless you're spending over a thousand dollars on marketing, is pretty much passive in terms of hey, if those resources that you have put out word of mouth, yard signs, flyers, friends, neighbors, if that doesn't work, then you guys are stuck in the mud. You have nothing aggressive out there. You have nothing that's, that's right in front of people saying, hey, interior painting estimate, call this number, send a message here, right? So the reason why I say this is because if you guys get into a rut where that happens, then by default, you're going to start saying yes to whatever comes your way, okay? So that's where we run back into this issue of we're saying yes to everything. It's putting stress on our production. Our employees are unhappy. Now we're wondering, you know, what to do. So you got to be careful about relying heavily on passive resources because they're usually generally random. That's where you're getting a lot of drywall requests. You're getting a lot of wood repair and siding requests, right? Is that is that what's happening?
1: Yeah, absolutely it is. Right.
0: But if you have an aggressive marketing strategy, what's going to happen? Well, they go looking for a certain thing and you're in alignment with what that thing is that you're looking for. For example, if you use Angie, your home advisor. They pretty much make it really easy for you to say, Hey, we only want interior painting estimates of five or more rooms. That means that the customer actually has to go on that website and say, Hey, I want a painter to come paint five or more rooms. Right? So early on, that might be a good strategy just so you guys can have that confidence. Cause again, you're in the startup phase. You're going to have to spend this money just to get your systems up and running out of the six painters. First thing we need to do is have a payroll company, guys. Okay, and and I don't know what that looks like. Are you guys trying to do it yourself or do you have a, a company that you're paying to handle W-2? What does that look like?
1: Uh, my RCPA handles the payroll. Okay. Um, we've just kind of ran into some issues as well as, uh, I mean, maybe we have too many employees and we just need to push jobs out longer um, and not try to uh, conquer so much in a month's time. But sometimes there's not uh, enough money in the checking account um, to, um, pay payroll. Um, so it it gets delayed. Are you
0: financing your paint or are you paying your paint in cash?
1: Uh, financing it.
0: Okay. What's your limit?
1: Oh gosh. You'd have to ask me that. Um, quite a bit at Sherwin Williams, uh, quite a bit. Um, and then spectrum there's a company. You think it's
0: 10,000? Oh yeah. It's at least 10,000. So there should be no reason that there's cash flow issues unless we're really not looking at our job costs. And I think this strategy of you um, identifying what you're going to take and then really getting good at pricing it, really getting good. Sarah, are you doing the estimates? Yes. Really getting good at looking at how long the job should take, how much it's going to cost you guys as the business owners to do it. Okay. And then obviously presenting a price that's not way too high or way too low. And every job should have a profit assigned to it. I mean, there's no way at the end of the month, if you did that, that you would feel as though there's not enough money. My question to you guys is, are you guys taking money out of the business? Both of you.
1: So we're, we're turning No, not both of us. Um, I, I have, she's on payroll as a a office manager. Um, and, um, I think, I think a, a big part of it is we know how, how long jobs should take. We need to implement some kind of um, time off schedule. Um, I got work from sunup to sundown seven days a week, uh, but some people show up late, some people leave early, and I, I need to quit living in fear of if I let this guy go because he's coming and going... I'm not going to be able to uh, fill his spot when I probably can. And I just need to roll the dice. We're going t- to. I
0: want to talk in. about that. You know, I know, I, let me, let, let's dive into that because the thing about it is, is that you shouldn't be working on weekends on a normal, on a, in a normal company. It should be Monday through Friday, you know, 8am to five, there should be no weekend work. I mean, you, you're going to burn out your team. If those are yeah. the expectations, again, you know, the, the best thing you get to be is honest to your, to your, to your employees and to your customers and say, hey, listen, you know, I know we want to get this done. Our schedule doesn't permit it. People usually generally just go with whatever you say. If you if you overcompensate in every area of trying to please your customers, no matter what, then guess what? Your employees get burnt out. You try to please your employees, then you're, you know, not, you're not focused on your customers. Like you have to balance that as a leader. You know, you got to figure okay. out the perfect balance. Again, five days a week should be the the max. But the thing is, is you haven't really created these parameters. They're not really employees. Get rid of the CPA for the payroll because that's a barrier of entry for you to, I know what you said to me, you said, well, it's a pain in the butt to get the paperwork for them to become an employee. So he's probably handing you printed paper to have them sign W-2s, right? Is that what he's doing? Yeah. Okay. Well, of course you're just like, forget it. No one wants to do paperwork. You guys need to get with gusto, which there's a link in the podcast. And who's listening and I can send you guys a link. You got to get with gusto, tell your CPA, he can do your accounting. But when it comes to, uh, like payroll, like all I got to do is type in their email address. They onboard themselves. They get a great onboarding message. They put in their bank account information. I just put in the hours that they work and it pays them. It pays the taxes and and it's done. Like it's 21st oh, cool. century, man. We can't we can't have that slow turtle barrier in our way of making sure that our company's running smooth and we're attracting quality help. So so okay. let's get to the hiring part because I had to help you guys reframe some of the things that's going on. Sarah, your job is not office manager, you are the supervisor of the company. So sometimes a title change mentally gives you a little more empowerment. I think it does, at least. I I I I endow you as that if I have the authority given to me by Mike as the the sitting supervisor right now um do you mind Mike can we can we use that title yeah (laughs) so so Sarah you're the supervisor of the whole company introduce yourself as that you're no longer office manager somebody answers the phone and you know uh gives people coffee so so Sarah (laughs) you've got to take ownership here okay and in terms of looking at your team number one you got to identify who stays and who goes today and I'm sorry I know it's Christmas maybe give them a uh, you know, if you want to give them a severance or something, I—I I mean, this is for the survivability of your business. If anybody cares about people and their families, it's me. Again, might be something you guys do January third, right after Christmas. You guys be the judge of that. And this is in no way meant to harm anyone. It's if you guys are getting to a point where cash flow isn't there, you're at your, your business is like dying. You know, we got to make tough decisions here, and we might have to reframe some of the things we're doing, or else everybody sinks. There might be some really good people in your business right now. You want to hold on to them really tight. And you said you had a project manager. Uh, can you tell me briefly about what who that person is and and, and, and what's up with them?
1: You want Sarah to answer that?
0: Yeah, who, what's up with the project manager? She's she's like looking at me like, and I don't I'm know. Like- <laughs> <if> I- <laughs> she's like, I don't know if I want to.
1: You know, well, he's kind of our foreman. He's our foreman on the job site. Um, okay. Obviously with me not being able to be there, um, except for nights and weekends, um, uh, and Sarah uh, bouncing around, meeting with, uh, networking with people, getting material, things like that. We we pay a guy a little extra to run the run the uh, job. Is site. he actually the working, job- or is he sitting in the vehicle? Both, both. Well, <laughs> at times I hear both. <laughs> okay. Do you uh, think uh, as
0: though? Do you think as though that's helping your business, or do you think that? He has more leverage over you than you have over him.
1: Um, you know, I he's kind of got to where he thinks he has more leverage over me. Okay, kind of got into Let's it cut the conversation
0: there, Sarah. I think you know what you need to do, and I'm just being honest because you yeah, can't. I
2: feel like he kind of needs to go.
0: Okay, so that's an easy decision. Um, and that right there, Mike, you are going to feel more weight lifted off your shoulder because you're trying to appease somebody who doesn't. Who doesn't value you as a leader and value what it takes to run a business and value what it takes to get your name out there and value these things. And you know what? That attitude that you feel is probably being portrayed to the people that work under him and it's making them feel probably the same way you do and on a much deeper level because they're actually his subordinates and you're his boss. So there's only a certain level you're going to feel at the end of the day, you control his money, but that guy controls how their workday goes, what conversations they have with their families at home when they feel stressed. You don't even know the impact that could be happening here. And it's only going to get worse. So if there's a breakthrough that needs to happen today, it's probably going to be that. And it's tough. I made these, I, I can come to you with confidence about this because I understand these decisions. I've made them. I fired people that started with me in the business that I had to let go because they did not grow with me. We hit a certain level and it's like, Hey, are you with me or are you, I'm not sure what's happening here. You know, I mean, do you not see the value that I'm giving you? And, uh, it was really tough, but, uh, you know, I'm just being honest that you can't, you can't move forward, especially Mike, with you being absent, Um, you gotta have somebody that's got your back. Sarah, there is nothing stopping you from doing what he was doing. You can, you can replace him as the supervisor. And I guarantee people will respect you, even though you might not know the painting business of what needs to be done. You're obviously very smart. Okay. Like, I mean, so it's like one of these things you can just step into the job. You know, what looks good. You know, what doesn't look good. Hey, take care of this, fix this. If it were your home, act like the homeowner. Now Now you are the supervisor of these projects. There's only so much paint and material you can bring to a job during the day. There's only so much networking that you can bring to the job during the day. You need to be on the jobs. Every job, you need to be there all day until you okay. guys get to a position where, you know, you feel confident about what's going on. Okay? Okay. You guys have such a great team here. I mean, this is, this is th- these are just some minor tweaks. I mean, you've already done so well. I mean, you're letting these people stop you guys from hitting your stride. And eventually, Mike, I know you want to quit your job when your company's doing a million a year. I I know that.
1: We, we, uh, we're, we just hit 183,000 this year. So next year you
0: implement these strategies next year, you'll be at 400,000, 500,000. The next year after that, you'll be at a million. Okay. But you gotta, you gotta, you gotta go back down to the foundation right now. You built something off of sticks and you got to a certain level and you're looking up and you're like, Oh, this is great. But then you're like, well, we want to go higher, but the foundation you built needs to be, you got to, you got to, got to go back down there go back down oh, there, guys. Good. You know what I'm saying? Last yeah, point, yeah. hiring.
1: Go ahead. You got something to say? We, we per- purchased drip jobs too. So we're, we're eager to dive into that here. I saw that.
0: Thank you, man. And that means a lot. And, oh. and, and, you know, um, we'll do an onboarding. I'll show you guys how to use it, especially you, Sarah, you know, you're going to be the one using it the most. So we'll set up another time to do that. Um you know last couple points here guys on hiring okay um last step when it comes to hiring again mike we reiterate you're you're military man you have systems you have standards these are this is this is your you framed who you are as a person everything that is in your business needs to have a system okay now sarah again what we need to do is you need to outline who's staying and who's going don't be afraid call your customers who have jobs that you're worried will be upset and say hey listen we had to make some changes we have to postpone your job. It's gonna, it's gonna hurt the gut. It's gonna hurt the pockets. But guess what? You guys are heading off of a cliff at this rate. So it's either you do it now and fix it, or you hit the cliff. Right. So it's gonna be tough. I know you're gonna have to call right. customers and say, "Hey, listen, you know, we had to make a change." Sarah, to be honest with you, you might even have to jump in there with some painter's pants and a painter's shirt and do what needs to be done. Help out the team. I mean, to get to, if it's your core group, do you have a few people that you want to keep that are really good that you just. You just found that, that 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 do what they're supposed to do. That show up on time. That will believe in your vision. Or is is everyone that works for you uh, the same type of individual?
2: Yes, there's there's several that uh, are definitely good workers. They uh, they show up on time. They stay till you know their eight hours is up. And you trust them every day, you know.
0: Okay, so you need to do this for them because at some point you're going to lose them if nothing changes. And I think you should sit down with them, take them to lunch. Okay. Mike, you need to be on the phone with these guys, thanking them for sticking with you after you make these decisions say, Hey, we're going to grow this thing. And you're going to be proud to work here. A patriotic pain. I mean, the name itself exudes, you know, just everything that we believe in as Americans and and, and the growth and, and and like so much power there. It's like, come on, let's, it's up to you guys to, to frame that. So the hiring process is this, and then we'll, we'll cut off here in a few. So, so let's talk about it. Hiring, right? Sarah, if people don't know that you guys are hiring, they can't apply. Yes. Correct. Correct. Okay. So I ask you a question. Do you guys have ads out at this moment right now for people to apply?
1: No, we do not.
0: Okay. So that's step number one. Okay. We got to understand this concept, Mike, right now, if you had a bad day at work, Okay? And you're just like, I am done with this job. It's Friday, payday. So you're like, oh, the value of which I'm giving is not in alignment with what I'm receiving. What are you going to do? You're going to go on Indeed, and you're going to look for another job. Okay, Right now, right. there's a really good employee out there who probably wants another opportunity. Maybe a, a, a veteran, Okay, which I'm sure you guys would love to hire, right? Yes. Yes. Definitely. Okay, so veteran owned and operated. You can put that in your ad looking for talented, charismatic individuals. No experience necessary. We will teach you what you need to know on how to do our process because now you guys are only doing basic painting, which homeowners can do. You guys can watch videos on how to do and you can train people. So now you don't just have to look for skilled individuals because you already have some. So anyone you put in can learn from them. Right. Right. So you should have ads up every day. So when it comes to that, Sarah, next step, you get some applicants, they fill out a form, which I'm going to share with you after this, I'll give you a link. So you can use my form that I have people fill out when they want to apply. So that'll save you some time there. Next thing is a phone interview. So have you done a phone interview with anyone that's applied for you guys before? Mike has. Yes, we have. Okay, great. So a quick phone interview. After that phone interview, Mike, what did you do?
1: Um, I sat and talked with Sarah a little bit about them. And if we decide to move forward, uh, we give them a call back and, uh, give them a start date. Um, you okay. know, of course, everybody on the phone is going to tell you what you want to hear. And that's kind of where we had a probation period of, um, when you joined okay, the military,
0: no, when you joined the military, what did you have to do? You had to go through PT, right? Yeah. Then you had to go with the recruiter. How many visits did you have to make to the recruiter?
1: Half a dozen,
0: half a dozen. <laughs> and then what you got, you went to basic training. You went through that process. So when you finally got it, you said, I earned this. Absolutely. If all I got to do to get to work for you is to go through a 10 minute phone interview, how valuable do I feel about the opportunity that I was just given? Not very. Not very. So you need to create that. So they keep it and they hold it in high regard. So it's a phone interview, right? And they say, okay, great. We're going to run a quick background check on you. Takes a couple of days. All right. And then what we're going to do is call your references. Okay. (laughs) Right. And then we're going to do an in-person interview if those two things check out. And we'll meet you here. And then you get to sit down with them. Military person, you care about being on time, correct? Absolutely. All right. So if you're sitting in the parking lot and they don't show up for 20 minutes and you didn't get a phone call, what's that a good indication of? But you guys site. missed it because all you guys were doing was letting them come in because of a phone interview so you didn't see if they showed up on time before you let them on your job site by then a little too, little too late it's convenient job needs to be done and they just get the waltz on in there with their bad habits and, and everything because you didn't catch yeah, it I see that. so don't think of it as a hiring process this is a filtering out process
1: makes sense
0: in-person interview. Here's how you frame that working interview. So here's how it's going to work, man. I think you're going to be a good fit, but guess what? You know, we take hiring very seriously here at Patriotic Painting. You know, we, we, we do not uh, have time for anyone that's not up to the standard of which that we expect. We pay very well and we expect, quality individuals to, to work for us. There's a two week work period where you're going to work alongside us. There's no promise of employment until after those two weeks, we will sit down and do an assessment with both owners of the company. And, uh, we'll take, well, you know, we will, we will sit down with you and do an assessment and grade, uh, you know, grade your performance. Okay. And at that point, we will offer you full-time employment in the time being, you're going to be paid $15 an hour. Okay. And we're going to send you an email later today. Uh, you can onboard yourself onto our hiring software. Okay, I like that. I mean, do you guys see how just that experience right there is going to just elevate the standard of your whole company?
1: Yeah, Yeah, absolutely.
0: I mean, just like that, it's not even that hard. It's just about you guys doing it. And Sarah, you're going to be the one that's going to have to do it because he's not he's not present. But I hope that you got something out of that. Just me having that excitement, enthusiasm, that firmness in how I say it. All of that stuff matters, guys. Again, Mike, I'm using military as an example because you can relate to this, is that we want them to feel as though they achieve something when they get to a point where we've we've given them the opportunity. So when we give them a feeling of achievement, then it's a celebration, right? They might go to their, their wife or significant other and say, I got the job. Now, if you're not creating that excitement to where they say, I got the job in your business, then you're not doing something right. I want people to think that about you know, just kind of like Mike. You you just told me, didn't you get a didn't you get a a new opportunity at your job? Yeah, you you, you were just both. You didn't even know it. You just boasted about it because you probably earned it. (laughs) Yeah, it was probably a it was probably a celebration in your family about this this new opportunity you got. Okay, and you take it seriously. Yes, because you don't want to lose it because you earned it. Same concept, guys. Same concept. So okay, that was a lot. I hope you guys got something out of it. Uh, (laughs) Uh, Definitely. (laughs) Was this beneficial for you guys?
1: Yes, absolutely. We listen to your podcast quite often. Thank you. And and, uh, through all that made us go ahead and uh, take the next step by getting drip jobs and setting up this interview um, or this meeting. So uh, we truly appreciate and we can't uh, uh, wait to touch base with you again and and look forward to working with you in the future.
0: Absolutely. You guys have all the intangibles. Just you got to you got to be disciplined in this area in the beginning and. All you gotta do once you hit your stride is do it again. And, it, and it's just, I can't explain it to you, but like once you hit a certain level, y- you get out of the grunt and you just start growing. And, and it's amazing. I mean, that that's my passion is sharing what I've learned, what I've experienced, and I'm trying to speed up your your, uh, your growing pain. So uh, with that said, I'm gonna send you guys a link. You guys can have my hiring course and then another link so we can set up an onboarding for drip jobs um, with me and I'll get it set up in your business call your CPA today, tell them that you found a different, uh, avenue for payroll, use Gusto. It'll save you a bunch of time. It'll elevate your professionalism, right? So instead of the paper thing where they're just signing things like they do every job they have, you have this onboarding experience through the internet, which is amazing. They get direct deposit every week, right? Which they'll appreciate so on and so forth. Okay. And then Sarah, you have a tough decision to make. If you're going to let go of some people, you know, I, I, uh, give you the best of encouragement to make the best decision that you feel fit. Appreciate it. Good luck guys.
2: Thank you. See
0: you later. Drip jobs. CRM is finally here. That's right. So drip jobs is an automation platform for contractors, home service professionals. It's going to automatically follow up with your customers. It's going to allow you to send invoices, estimates It's going to allow you to send out blast marketing emails to individuals based on where they are in the buying process, this software is next level. And I'm reaching out to you, you're a listener of this podcast, and I want you to be one of the first ones to give it a shot. So if you wanna see what Drip Jobs can do for your business, I'd love for you to head over to dripjobs.com, sign up for a free demo, and get your team involved, and let us sit with you and show you how powerful this software is. It's gonna save you time, it's gonna make you money, And you're going to love the features that are built into DripJobs. So if you want to check it out, head over to DripJobs.com and we will give you first priority being a podcast listener uh, to be one of the very first to try out DripJobs in your home service business. I'm super excited to share that with you and I'll catch you on the next episode.